This week we're celebrating the performance art of pro wrestling, the musical where the music is fighting. I'm joined by Kate Nix and Liberty Rose to talk about wrestling, performance art, and what it means to put on a live burlesque show on iPay-Per-View. All the world's a stage, and the stage is set for Occupy Pro Wrestling. Hello everyone and welcome to Occupy Pro Wrestling, the wrestling podcast that gives new meaning to the phrase curtain jerk. I'm your host, Alex Smiley, and I'm all about that bass. That bass. No tenor. Thanks for finding the show at powertothesmarks.com or over on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If you aren't already, make sure to follow Occupy Pro Wrestling over on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest updates at Power to the Smarks. Do you like shirts, hoodies, maybe even a onesie for the baby? We have all that and more at What a Maneuver, where you'll find four different designs, including the newest one inspired by Snick, the aptly named Smark. Check it out at whatamaneuver.net under Occupy Pro Wrestling. If you like what you see and hear with Occupy Pro Wrestling, consider becoming a supporter over at Patreon. I'll give a shout out to anyone who supports us on the show, the site, and the social media, and those who support us at the provider level or higher are in for a treat with some great bonuses like sneak peeks at new merch designs, new video content in the works, and even free goodies. Head on over to patreon.com slash occupyprowrestling for more info. now for the latest from our site partners. Check out the latest interviews at the Deshaun's Two Cents Facebook page, including Mercedes Martinez and Shotzi Blackheart. Check it out at facebook.com slash Deshaun's Two Cents. The Indie Corner has a review of Pro Wrestling Chaos event Unleashed, along with an article looking at Pro Wrestling Eve. Check that out at theindiecorner.com. The latest episode of the MFX podcast features a look at Marvel's The Defenders and Logan, as well as Canadian Passports, Tales of the Guy's Past, and of course, chat about SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver. Check that out over at mfxpodcast.com. VHS 119 is on the air over at OSW, and we're just a couple weeks away from the Invasion pay-per-view. Things are really heating up, so be sure to check it out at weareosw.com. This week's What a Maneuver Wednesday features the latest from Vinny Massaro, Fight Talk Podcast, and Cody Vance. Check the links on the post on our website to head over to whatamaneuver.net. The latest Wrestling Mayhem show features guests locked and loaded as the guys talk about Triple Mania and the Sexy Star situation, John Cena's amazing promo skills, the Mae Young Classic, and much more. Check that out, along with Indie Mayhem Show featuring Magnum CK over at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Be sure to check this and much more out from all our site partners, including 80s Mania Wrestling, Single Lake Takedown, and WrestleView over at the Occupy Pro Wrestling website, PowerToTheSmarks.com. If you're interested in becoming a site partner and being featured on our partner spotlight, Send me an email at info at powertothesmarks.com 
subject line, site partner. And now for this week's topics. I only have one topic this week, but it's a big one. It's one that I love talking about, and it's inspired by a tweet posted by my guest this week, Kate Nix. Pro wrestling is a musical where the music is fighting. I love the theatrics of pro wrestling. I love the crowd interaction and the way things come together to bring a unique form of entertainment and storytelling. With that in mind, I asked for your thoughts on Twitter with some polls. I asked what your vocal range would be if wrestling was a musical, and 67% of you said you'd be a bass, and 33% of you said you'd be a tenor. When I asked what role you would be if wrestling was a musical, 50% of you said you'd be in the chorus, 25% of you would be in a supporting role, and 25% would be a lead actor or actress. I only got one response for the question of what the soundtrack for this wrestling musical would be, but I appreciate you for saying that it'd be a classic or traditional one. Thank you for responding to the polls. I'll be continuing to do these in preparation for each new episode. I'm also open to new ideas for topics, so if you have any in mind, feel free to tweet me at power to the smarks or send me an email at info at powertothesmarks.com, subject line, topics. Now for this week's interview. Earlier this week, I got to talk with Kate Nix and Liberty Rose, who are running Gorgeous Ladies of Burlesque this weekend at the Wrestle Factory in Philly. We talked about wrestling, burlesque, and other kinds of performance art, as well as a chat with Kate about what it's like to be married to a pro wrestler. Hello, everyone. Alex Smiley here with Kate Nix and Liberty Rose, producers of Gorgeous Ladies of Burlesque, an event coming up this weekend at the Wrestle Factory. Uh, in Philadelphia. Hi, ladies. Thanks nice to get a chance to uh, talk with you guys tonight. Hi, thank you for having us. Hello, thank you. Uh, like, go ahead and maybe just start out by having you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, hi, my name is Kate Nix. I am the owner and operator of Closet Champion, which is a pro wrestling gear company that supplies uh, Chikara Pro as well as various other companies with professional wrestling gear. And I am also a burlesque performer, producer, and I am married to the Ouroboros, formerly known as Ophidian the Cobra. Uh, my name is Liberty Rose. I am a burlesque performer, producer, host, customer, all of the things. And uh, one of the producers for Globe with Kate Nix. And our company is Broad Street Burlesque. Yeah, one of us should awesome. say that. Broad Street Burlesque. We're the Broad Street Burleys. Awesome. Okay, so well, the first question I, I like to 
ask everyone on the show is what got you into wrestling, whether it was a match or a show that you got to watch or what have you. Um, I actually got into wrestling because of my husband, because I was in a show with him in Detroit. It was actually my first show when I moved out there. Uh, that was a burlesque wrestling show itself called Squared Circle Review. And it was my first exposure to independent wrestling of any kind. Like I had, I was sort of tendentially aware of the WWE because I had friends who liked it when I was younger, but I never really got into wrestling. And then, uh, yeah, in 2008, I did Squared Circle Review and I saw um, then Ophidian and Worker Ant, uh, the former Worker Ant of Chikara, uh, doing lucha and just being hilarious. And I was completely taken aback. I had no idea that that's what wrestling was or could be. And that started my journey into pro wrestling. And then I eventually married him. Hmm. And now I married wrestling. Nice. <laughs> I, uh, so I have always, I, wait, sorry. I'm not allowed to start that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, when I was a kid growing up, Watching wrestling was what I did every weekend with my dad. And then we went over a friend of the family's house, like that sort of cousin that's not actually your cousin. And I body slammed her. And my mom was like, no more wrestling for this six-year-old child because she's going to beat up other children. So I sort of stopped watching it as a kid. But I definitely played with uh, wrestling action figures a lot. Like I had the WWF wrestling ring that you could jump Hulk Hogan off of. It was awesome. Um, but I haven't done it since, or watched it really a lot since then, up until recently with going back to do research for the Globe show and watching the uh, Glow, Glow documentary, which I feel like I almost had a similar reaction to the Glow documentary that the makers of the Netflix series did, which was, wow, this is so unique. I think a show about this would be awesome because I think that's what started our conversation before was and a hypothetical between that or troll two. Yeah. I think, I think we made the right choice. <laughs> yeah. I remember we were talking about it and we were like, God, a glow show would be so good. This was back when we started broad street burlesque in 20 end of 2013, beginning of 2014. Mm. And we were, we were talking about like upcoming themes for the show. We were like, we should do a glow show. It would be so fun. Um, but wrestling, I mean, it, it was, I feel like within the past two years, wrestling is like in everybody's lives now. I don't know if yeah. it's just because I'm connected to it personally, but I feel like all of a yeah. sudden, like I have more friends that are into wrestling. I feel like it, it's getting a, a, a genuine resurgence in popular culture. And uh, yeah, we were, we were concerned back in 2013 that no one would attend the show. So we didn't end up doing it. And then when the glow Netflix show came out and it was so good. And then we were rewatching all the stuff. We were just like, now people will pay attention. Yeah. Now we can force them to watch this thing we want to make. Yeah. Now, now's the time it was because and wrestling and Kate pointed out to me, wrestling really is so much like burlesque. Like it's just so it's just the other, it's the two extremes. Like it's the masculine and the feminine. And really I'm so I'm just quoting Kate really. Yeah. But like it's this idea that like, the wrestling and burlesque are like the most gendered art forms and they both come from carnival backgrounds and they got popular around the same time um, in the 1930s as far as like uh, lower class art form stuff goes and we all we all both have this reputation for being lowbrow 
and for not having the same authenticity as other entertainments. And it's this really, we have wrestling and burlesque have this like deep bloodline connection that, uh, I don't know if a lot of people realize, but it makes putting together a show like Gorgeous Ladies of Burlesque so fun because we can show people these through lines in these two supposedly very different art forms. Well, someone and someone said on Twitter, you know, when burlesque does wrestling better than wrestling because <laughs> it's all just hyper characterization and the people that we have in the show are definitely characters. Nice. It's been a lot of fun to put together. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Uh, it actually kind of reminds me of uh, something uh, Kate actually posted on Twitter about wrestling being a musical where the music is fighting. Uh, yes, hundred percent it is. Yeah, I, I, I've I I love making that. I, I've told people that before. Like I've just tell them like wrestling is theater uh, with a little bit more fan interaction. Uh, you have the crowd actually uh, responding to things more directly than you would at you know the theater. So. It makes sense that it, would, it could be a musical. Uh. And that's what makes burlesque and wrestling so similar, yeah. too, is because burlesque really relies on crowd interaction like that. Like, mm-hmm. you, it's, it's our, I mean, at least at Broad Street Burlesque, it's our firm belief that if crowds aren't cheering, then we aren't doing our jobs correctly. So we really have the same goal in mind as far as involving the audience. And the GLOW show, the Gorgeous Ladies of Burlesque, Globe or Glob, whatever <laughs> Globe, <laughs> globe professionally, glob hilariously. Yeah, accurate. In um, globe, it's just been—it's basically a musical where the music is music and fighting and also <laughs> striptease. <laughs> yeah, people. Uh, apparently, people don't think that we are actually going to wrestle. And Kate and I are legit training to wrestle. I have the bruised ribs, and she's got the bruised butt to prove it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to use so much makeup to cover up my butt because it is, <laughs> it's basically just blue and purple from running the ropes. <laughs> oh man. People don't think we're really wrestling, and people don't think that we're really going to be live on Powerbomb.tv. A couple people in our community were like, oh, we just thought that was part of the gimmick. No, no. <laughs> We're no. really gonna be on iPay-per-view. It, We're very gimmicks, but that is not the gimmick. It's, it's like not if, the gimmick. if it was, if it, you know, if, if you guys were gonna do that as a gimmick, it would be, oh, it's gonna be on VHS or closed circuit TV. Right, right, closed circuit TV. I feel like would be our joke there. Yeah, but no, legitimately, we will be streaming this live on Powerbomb.tv on September second. Yeah. So, oh, and. Uh, for your listeners out there, if they don't already have a subscription to Powerbomb.tv, if you use the code. Glob or globe, without an e, <laughs> I pay per view, IPPV, uh, that will get you 15 days of powerbomb.tv for free, and you can watch the globe event live. Mm-hmm. Nice. I I think I might actually uh, take advantage of that myself because I I was I had been meaning to do the powerbomb.tv for the I believe it was breaking the barrier that was like the first barrier, big event. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I was. I think I was either working or otherwise busy that night, so I think I think I'm gonna try to take advantage of that. That sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I noticed yeah, that there's like uh, a lot of different promotions with uh, Powerbomb.tv. Yeah, it's something like over 240 events and over 45 different promotions. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. We're really honored to be accepted as part of the Powerbomb family. Um, this is an experiment for them as much as it is for us, and mm-hmm. we're really excited to be able to bring what we do to a new audience. Nice. Yeah, I think yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, 
kind of shifting gears a little bit, uh, Kate, I'd like to talk to you a little bit more about Closet Champion, the uh, business that you run. Can you maybe tell the listeners a little bit about that, what you're doing there? Um, Closet Champion, I started officially at the end of 2014, but I've been making gear since uh, maybe July of 2013-ish. And uh, I've been sewing my whole life. My mom was a theatrical costumer and my grandmother was a quilter. And I've been sewing since I was very small. And then I've had jobs in sewing. And when um, Ouroboros, formerly known as Ophidian, Mm. needed gear, I said yes, foolishly, and eventually it rolled up into being my full-time job, and now sometimes his part-time job. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I've I've seen some of the work that that's been posted uh, from you guys, and I think it's uh, really awesome. Uh, kind of touching on the idea of wrestling as art. I think there's certainly an art form to some of the gear that that we see uh, wrestlers have. So I think it's really cool that that you, uh, you do that. Thanks. Yeah. I actually, um, part of the methodology behind the closet champion stuff that I make that I have, that I'm able to design because sometimes I'm just making whatever wrestlers want, Mm -hmm. um, is to really try and tell a story with what they're wearing. It's their, what they have on their body should be as much, give as much information as, what they're saying or doing. And I try to show the character's journey in the costume. And that's something that I learned in part actually from Liberty because she does film costumes um, and talking to her about the ways that characters transition in film has really educated me about how to bring that kind of ideology into wrestling gear. That always makes me blush. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true because it's not something, I mean, a lot of times wrestling gear is like, okay, here's a pair of tights and it has my name on it. And it's like, that's great, but you, you have a, such a more potential than that. And if you need your name on your body to have people know who you are, maybe you need to consider your, reconsider your personal branding. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, let's see. And so you met, you mentioned that, uh, you got into wrestling because of, uh, you meeting the man formerly known as Ophidian. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have to help me out a little bit. I'm, I'm cause I'm still trying to catch up on some of the Chikara storylines with that and all that. So he goes by what name now? It's the Ouroboros. The Ouroboros. Got it. Or, yes. when, he's, or when he's in drag, Aurora Boros. Yeah. That's, that's his drag <laughs> name. Um, but yes, it's the Ouroboros. It's okay. the alchemical symbol of the snake eating itself. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Awesome. So what, what, what has, I guess my question is what is uh, being married to a wrestler look like for you? Um, it means a lot of telling my friends and family that they can't take pictures of my husband <laughs> all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Every time I'm like, Oh, cute things happening. We're all this funny thing is going on. I'm going to take, but I can't put that picture <laughs> anywhere because it has this stupid, stupid face in it. And I would tell you what it looks like if it was handsome or if it was ugly, but I feel like I'm not even allowed to. <laughs> mystery. Shrouded in constant mystery. That but it, it's nice because as someone who is like a chronic oversharer, being married to someone who actually can't show their face means I have defined lines of privacy in my life that I hmm. don't think I would be able to maintain otherwise. Oh, it's probably really good for you. That yeah. is actually... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really helpful for me because I am like, I have the tendency to tell any human being who will listen to me everything about myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hello, here's my life story. Sorry I scared you. Goodbye. And uh, 
having a having a husband who cannot show his face and keeps so many details of his life very very private means that I have defined boundaries that I wouldn't have otherwise. Mm. Um, so in that way, it's really helpful. But I know that it's frustrating for our friends and family. We don't have any photos of our wedding, which made both his family and my family very upset. But mm. um, it's a crazy life that I think. Um, it suits me quite well. I'm happy to be with someone who is as determined and stubborn and passionate and creative and intelligent um, as he is. Uh, Yes, the concussions do not make it easy to do the talking. (laughs) (laughs) Communicating is sometimes difficult, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. I'm really lucky. Don't let him hear that, though. I won't be able to hear the end of it. As someone learning from this person and being trained by them, there's times when we have conversations and I eventually have to cut it off and be like, no, we're saying the same thing with different words. <laughs> and then Kate'll step in and then it sometimes gets resolved. And sometimes we just go our separate ways feeling like we maybe said the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what wrestling, yeah. that's what doing that spike bump on your head for so many years, will, almost 10, 11 years yeah, will do so to you. Cool when he does it then. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's awesome to hear. Um, so, uh, I, I was trying to think because it's a little bit difficult to ask this. Just because uh, I know Liberty, you mentioned like you didn't really watch wrestling after the age of six, other than watching Glow to prepare for this. And she's been to so, she actually went to the shutdown show for Chikara. That was her first oh, yeah. Chikara show. Oh, yeah? Was shut down at the Trocadero. Yeah. Oh man. And, as I believe there are some wrestling companies that say I casually enjoy a wrestle. Yes. Oh, okay. As an observer. As okay. an observer, though. Well, no, I, no well, and it's not that I don't like it, and I totally appreciate the showmanship of it, and you know, and not not even just doing research and watching old glow stuff, but like watching the promos. I'm really in love with the uh, Heart Federation. Mm-hmm. That's like my favorite thing right now because. It sounds so official, but it's just them yelling a lot. And I, I just, it's great. I think that's actually, uh, that's going to be a little bit what I'm basing my character off of. It's just very overconfident, but very, uh, as Kate said, eat your vegetables, American. Mm-hmm. Like a good guy. <laughs> nice. But it's tough. Um, well, okay. So I was just, it's funny you mentioned about like what you do. I was just going to ask you guys, like, what do you watch currently? Like, is it like, do you watch indie wrestling or WWE? Uh, I watch an unfortunate amount of WWE, mostly <laughs> against my will. Um, I am not the biggest fan of the product. I really like the women's divisions right now. I'm happy to see more storylines on TV. And obviously I'm watching the May Young Classic because I not only have former clients in it, but like friends of mine. And it's been really awesome to see uh like Chikara people climb the ladder into WWE. Um, So a lot of times I'll watch content mainly based on who I know personally, but uh, Ouroboros does a good job at keeping me abreast of like any updates in wrestling that I would be interested in, like the WWE taking on their first female referee and Mm -hmm. things like that. And I, I watch some like pro wrestling Eve and, uh, I watch. I end up watching a lot of. Uh, I think it's who, whatever the Jump and Jeff Farmer promotion is. I've seen oh. a lot of that. <laughs> I think it's IWA Mid South or something like that. Or 
There's more than just that Jumpin' Jeff Farmer promo that's like that. Yeah, there's like a there's whole company out there. Yeah, there's a guy that crushes an apple with his bare hands. <laughs> And his, like, lackadaisical girlfriend is standing in the corner, like, yeah, I'm going to rub your chest while you crush that apple with your bare hands. Yeah, you're very tough, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. And she, like, she looks really uncomfortable, but she has to look like she's, like, being sexy, and it's, <laughs> it's oh, great. Yeah. She doesn't say a thing. That- so you're so you're saying the Southpaw regional wrestling is actually based oh, yeah. on something? I've seen all, I've oh, seen all of Southpaw regional wrestling. I love that's my favorite. I got so hyped when Pelvis Wesley debuted on Raw. <laughs> I was I was so ready for it. And I was like Southpaw is canon. This is amazing. Hey Alex, have you have you seen Kate's promo for Globe yet? Uh, is it the recent one? Because I believe I yeah. have. I it's the it's the one that's. Like inspired by Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I I watched it on that autoplay on Twitter, and unfortunately, oh, autoplay okay. hasn't. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, so I got. I'm gonna check it out. Um, Ouroboros <laughs> just released his promo too. Oh man, um, that's gonna be his great. promo is Scaly Joe Cobra, because <laughs> that's his name. And, nice. And... That's gonna be great. Because this man cannot just pick a name. Nope. <laughs> Every time I'm like, all right, I'm going to call you by this name, like JK, UK fave. <laughs> it's okay. We both do it. Oh, yeah. You guys are the worst. Yeah. It's, 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 it's uh, as I get older, as we both get older, I think my husband and I are turning into each other. <laughs> At least we're keeping, I they, think, the, the best parts of one another. They have, oh, I can't even say, I was going to make a joke about their appearance. I can't do it. I was told that not anyone looks like, knows what his hair looks like. And so, yeah. Can't make the joke. Just, just leave all of this out, please. <laughs> nope. The only person who knows what he looks like is Winslow and me. Hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. So you guys, you guys already talked a little bit about what Globe is, the uh, gorgeous ladies of burlesque. So, uh, so just kind of refresh the memory here. So Globe is this weekend, correct? Mm-hmm. Friday yeah. and Saturday? Friday, September 1st, yes. Friday, September okay. 1st, and Saturday, September 2nd at the Chikara Russell Factory. Doors at 8 p.m., show at 9. You can still get pre-sale tickets right now. Nice. Um, I think there's a there's a few VIPs left for Friday, but only two left for Saturday. And VIP, uh, you get an awesome <clears throat> limited edition screen print of the one sheet for the main event. Okay. And you get a front row ringside seat. And at the end of the show, you get the opportunity to take a picture with the cast actually in the wrestling ring. And you get a Philly soft pretzel because oh it's, yeah, it's Philadelphia. Philadelphia. We're all Very about nice. pretzels and hitting stuff. <laughs> we're all about pretzels and throwing batteries at Santa. <laughs> no, we're such garbage sometimes, Philadelphia. That's awesome. So you guys, uh, you mentioned about training for this because, as you said, it isn't just a burlesque show that happens to be wrestling themed. You guys are doing some wrestling. Yeah. Which is There's, if you think of wrestling and burlesque on two sides of a spectrum, we do a pretty good job of covering the spectrum. We have some straight burlesque, we have some straight wrestling, we have some burlesque that involves wrestling, and we have some wrestling that involves burlesque. Yeah. Uh, actually, one of the performers in the show, <clears throat> Renaissance Noir, she is a modern dancer, but she came to our training session only once. Oh, no, she's been twice now. But the first one she came to, uh, Ouroboros would say, 
well, I don't know, just, you know, run at that turnbuckle and flip up over it and then flip out of the ring and then flip back in. And you think you can do that? And she would go, oh, I don't know. I guess I'll try. And then she would do it perfectly the first time, every time. And Kate and I were like, well, <laughs> all right. You're very good. We're glad that we knew to hire that you were so good. And also uh, the one promo that was so amazing, the wrestler burlesque doing wrestling better than wrestling yeah <laughs> as a jezebel von jane and she used to run a wrestling company down in alabama yeah i think she is something i mean honestly this cast is completely unbelievable and each in a, their own unique way that totally lends itself to a pretty perfect wrestling burlesque show yeah we're really lucky to have been blessed with not only great burlesque talent but also great wrestling talent um since we announced the show, we were able to add Rory Gulak and Stokely Hathaway to the bill. Nice. So there's going to be, it's going to be representation on both sides as far as burlesque and wrestling heavyweights. And I think that's really, that's what's exciting for me. Also that wrestlers found out what we were doing and were like, can I get in on that? How do I do <laughs> oh, that? How do I do that? Yeah, that was, I didn't expect that. The they were like, what are you, what are you guys wrestlers? doing? Oh, apparently since Stokely announced his involvement we've gotten more emails more wrestlers saying like how do i get booked on the show <laughs> next time you get booked next time we, you know if it goes well we will do it again so yeah play, oh, of course play friends to come out if you didn't if you can't make this one then what you do is you tell other people to come to this one so you can make the next one yeah so because we have a next one because we want to ideally if it everything goes well we would like to run globe like a promotion with a continuing storyline ideally we're sad we only get to do uh, one montage, but that's okay. We can just, uh, Ouroboros said that we can Rocky it and just have to train every single time because that's what happens in Rocky. Every single movie, you got to completely retrain. It's a different style of fight. <laughs> the eye of the tiger, you never know what it's going to hold. Mm -hmm. <laughs> too hot to handle, too cold to hold. Space to place, the sky's the limit. Awesome. Give me the crap, right to the top. <laughs> A lot of this, this show is us just quoting Macho Man promos back and forth at each show. <laughs> oh, and also, I'm going to take her, and I'm going to put her on the mat. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to pick her up, I'm going to throw her out of the ring. We've been quoting a lot of classic Glow, too. Nice. All the Glow episodes are on YouTube, and they're, man, <laughs> they are some stuff. They are happening. They are real things. Unfortunately, we don't have that same level of product placement the original Glow had. Right. <laughs> All right, awesome. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else you guys would like to talk about? Uh, I know you guys also, uh, you, you mentioned before about working with a burlesque company. Maybe talk a little bit about that. Oh, yeah, our company, Broad Street Burlesque, we've been, we've been around for three years-ish now, just over three years, or just under three years. Just... Over. Over oh, three. Oh, we're actually get approaching four, oh, four in January. years. Yeah. Nice. Um, time is crazy. Um, <laughs> every day is two seconds long and also 100 years. It's an artificial <laughs> construct. We used to deal with this reality. Time isn't real. Um, but Broad Street Burlesque has been making weird, nerdy promote like shows for a while now. One of our first shows we ever did was actually the Super Sentai Striptease show, which we did with Kaiju Big Battle back mm. in January of 2014. Um, but later this year we have, uh, we have a 
Trey Parker and Matt Stone versus Mike Judge theme show that involves a South Park group burlesque number. I obviously play Kenny. <laughs> it is it is some of the best fake ice skating and epic glove peeling yeah. you will ever see fourth grade boys do. Yeah, fourth <laughs> wait, adult women dressed as fourth it is the best fake ice skating you will ever see adult women dressed as fourth grade boys do. And I can guarantee you that. I can <laughs> guarantee you. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we've been doing, we've done a ton of, we've done a ton of themes. And um, in the past uh, two, two years, we've started doing more like what the Globe show is, which is like a scripted burlesque play, pretty yeah. much. So there's not, because, you know, uh, and the Trey Parker and Matt Stone versus Mike Judge, as well as the, after that, we're doing uh, Rick and Morty show, but it's actually a David Cronenberg burlesque show since they Cronenberg the world in a reality at one point. Um, but those are sort of just variety shows. There's like some through plot a little bit, but the stuff that Broadway Burlesque has sort of focused on in the past two years has been these uh, scripted burlesque parody plays. Mm -hmm. So Globe was a perfect like next step for that, I feel yeah. like. Um, this year we did a Game of Thrones show. We've also done a Back to the Future show. Uh, Which we're redoing also <laughs> on October 21st at the Ethical Society. So if you're a Back to the Future fan, it's basically, and also if you, it was funnier when we did it in 2015 and now it's 2017 and old Biff really is the president. So it's like, <laughs> it's going to be extra awesome now. Yeah. Um, we did a Twin Peaks show. A John Waters show, a Miyazaki show, uh, and we, we we're always kind of careful, especially when we're doing content that involves children. We have sort of a guideline we figured out as far as that goes. Yeah, as far as dressing as fourth grade boys, stripping, doing fake ice skating, <laughs> we have standards, and the standards, the the, the sort of. Uh, we'll, we'll call it the the Parker Stone test. Is yeah. that is it uh, is it content created? Four children. If the answer is no, okay. Then the next one is: is it starring children that are actually children in real life currently? And if the answer is no, then it's usually pretty okay to go. Yeah. So we've got we got ethics in this burlesque that we do. Take that wrestling. Get woke wrestling. <laughs> I heard they have been right. You can't. You can no longer like. You can't be straight a up. Idiot. Yeah. You can't straight up parody another race anymore, as evidently, but. It still makes it. It still gets it in there. It still gets its crumminess in there. But you're you're working hard, wrestling. We can tell. We can see the effort, and we appreciate it. We see there's no more Palestinians. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a the the divas belt is called the women's belt now. Oh, look at that! They're not calling them divas. All, all, no all three They're of them. Male superstars. Yeah. Awesome. Just like us. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like all those women yeah. having the WWE. We're, we're exactly just as, as good as them. We're just as fit as they are. 100%. Yeah, definitely. We are many. We are made of abs. Actually, our arms are abs. Yeah, we're having our entire bodies are just like sentient golems made of abs. <laughs> We've uh, we have what we call the glue madness, Alex. If you sit in a room for too long with the carcinogenic chemicals that uh, uh, you make wrestling in burlesque costumes out of. Um, you get the glue madness. <laughs> the glue madness. Got it. Yeah, we a new glue. 
Yeah. Hash, hashtag glue madness. Got it. Hashtag All right. Glue madness. I think I have. I think I now have a new show title. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> if not uh, that, then you at least have a punk band. <laughs> uh, it'll be a a, a macho man uh, themed punk band, glue madness. Yeah. Oh yeah, come out and see the glue man. Oh my god, I would go see that band. Yeah, <laughs> so much. Maybe this year for Halloween. I don't know, Alex. I don't know where you're from, but where are you from, Alex? Uh, I'm from Long Beach. Uh, born and raised. So. Oh. Yep. So you're on the opposite coast. Yep, that's that was the reason for the, the kind of the time zone stuff. I was like, I need to make sure I know what time works for you guys because it's going to be three hours ahead of. Of what I've got going on. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, here in Philadelphia on Halloween, every year, uh, bands play as other bands. Like punk bands. Local punk bands play as like the Misfits or the Descendants. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see a wrestling match where all the wrestlers wrestle as each other. Does that happen? Oh. Sometimes you'll get like uh, parody stuff, but not a ton of uh, straight up obvious. I mean, not that I know of, but like... Again, I'm not the most... I'm hip-adjacent. I'm not actually, like, hip-hip <laughs> to the wrestling. Yeah, I know I, I know quite some, I quite. I know quite a bit, but not everything. Yeah, I don't think I've seen anything quite like that just yet. I think the costume battle royals that you hear about are usually just random costumes outside of their own regular gear. Yeah, and, like, like cosplay wrestling does stuff as characters, but mm-hmm. outside of that, it's just characters yeah thank you so much for having us oh yeah awesome um oh uh so before i let you guys go uh Mm -hmm. i'm gonna ask you guys usually the last question i ask everyone uh and i'll modify it a little bit what do you what do you love most about wrestling and for you guys what do you love most about burlesque i think what i love most about burlesque is that it has like this um, pure DIY ethos, mm-hmm. but also it it's like true glamour. It's true self-made and and self-marketed glamour. And I think that's really empowering and can also be really freeing. Um, but it also... It's also very hard. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, it's really easy. Burlesque is easy. Burlesque is super easy. Anyone can do it, by which I mean it's very difficult. But it's one of those things that you can, I don't know, it's its almost too important to me to be able to describe. But the thing I love about wrestling is that it begs you to enjoy it authentically. If you have like an ironic sense of humor, you can check it at the door because it's no, it's of no use to you here. Um, it, it has like this inherent lack of irony built into the be- in like into the most enjoyable experience. And I think that that's really important in a society where everybody is jaded and thinks that everything is like backstabby twists and everything has to have a million darker and darker twists and turns and all this stuff and everything has to be so much and wrestling is just like here it is welcome to the party have fun um i think the thing that i really love about burlesque i guess it's i guess we've got drawn to it for the same reason kate which is that i coming from the film world when i first started working in film before i decided to work as a costume designer 
I wanted to just do every part of making a film. I wanted to direct. I wanted to produce. I wanted to do the art direction. I wanted to do the uh, acting. And I didn't know what role really fit me. And I feel like burlesque is getting to cultivate a highly glamorized version of whatever characterization of yourself you want to put out there that day. And you get to make those choices and you get to bring it to life. And the DIY nature juxtaposed with the fact that we're all supposed to look like it costs a million dollars is just a really unique challenge that always changes. And I like that. I like being challenged. Nice. Yeah. Otherwise we would have quit. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't at least a little bit difficult, we would have stopped being interested. And I think also it, it um, burlesque also, it lends itself to that call and response. Like that's what, what that makes wrestling so good and so interesting where the audience is really present and there and active. Like that's really, that's really what drew me to burlesque over other performing arts was that you, it was a conversation. Every number is a conversation. Right. You're you, and you, and a conversation, you know, a good burlesque number is like a well thought out interview from the interviewer's perspective because yeah. you have to be in control and, and kind of guide the conversation but also be willing to be vulnerable and let it be changed if it calls for it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, that, that's really awesome to hear. Uh, I haven't really been into burlesque so much, but I definitely appreciate any kind of performance art. So I'm really glad to, to hear about that. Um, before I let you guys go, uh, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, Twitter, so other social media? Um, I am at I am Kate Nix on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, at I am Kate Nix. And you can follow my company at Closet Champion, again, on all the social media. And our company, Broad Street Burlesque, is at Broad Street Burlesque on Instagram and at Broad Street Burley Q on Twitter. And you can find us under Broad Street Burlesque on Facebook. And Liberty Rose, who is not as good at the social media as Kate Nix <laughs> can be found uh, on Facebook as just Liberty Rose. Uh, Brushy Burlesque, Miss Rose's Sexploitation Follies are both there. And then on Instagram, Liberty Rose from Philly. And on Twitter, which, sure, why not follow me? I retweet the things that Kate Nix does. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Liberty Rose, uh, Miss Liberty Rose. So. Okay, awesome. Uh, thanks again, ladies. It was really fun uh, chat with you guys about wrestling, burlesque, and the gorgeous ladies of burlesque uh, this weekend. Oh, yeah. And if you want to buy tickets to Gorgeous Ladies of Burlesque, you can go to glob.eventbrite.com. That's globe.eventbrite.com. Awesome. Awesome. They're way deeper in advance. <laughs> Be thrifty. Be smart. Yeah. Shop Eventbrite. Save your money, but still go to the show. Yeah, definitely do that. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Thanks, ladies. Thanks, Thank Alex. You. Thanks again to Kate Nix and Liberty Rose for a fun chat about wrestling and performance art. If you can make it, come on out to the Wrestle Factory in Philadelphia for Gorgeous Ladies of Burlesque this weekend on Friday and Saturday night. Tickets are still available at golb.eventbrite.com. Or if you can't make it out, come on over to powerbomb.tv, use the code GOLBIPPV for a 15-day free trial and be sure to watch the iPay-Per-View this Saturday night. That's it for this week. 
Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Power to the Smarks for the latest updates. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Stop by Wood and Maneuver for merch and check out the Patreon to become a supporter of the show. Thanks to the Mystery Men for Keep My Heat On from the album Musica and Masquerada. Follow them at The Mystery Men on Twitter and buy their album from Bandcamp. Big shout out as well to Lee Rosevere for providing free music that you can use for podcasting as well. Check out the links on the website to find the great music used on this show. Till next time, this is Alex Smiley reminding you to enjoy life and enjoy pro wrestling. Wrestling.